Are you probably, yeah, you are. You're paying for some SEO guy to sit there and do SEO. And he tells you you're doing blog posts and they searched up keywords and that's why they're doing these blog posts. You're more than likely paying for that guy. And if that's all they're doing, you need to stop paying for it because it's essentially useless. It is the extra sauce supersize of the marketing agency world. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about the strategy you should be giving your SEO guy, or if you don't have the money and have lots of time, you need to do yourself because it's like anything else. It's like shingling. You can make tons of money at it. It's really effective, but to really make money at it, you got to do it consistently at a certain pace. And just like shingling, if you're going at a good pace, it's, it's monotonous. And this is like this strategy. This strategy is just a bunch of work. To get me to do it, someone would have to pay me 3500 bucks a month because it's just a monotonous, but it works and you can do it for free. All right, cue the intro music. This is the show where you'll learn the mind hacks, strategies, and process we use every day to turn everyday roofing companies into the dominating local authority with our ultimate roofer marketing method. You'll also learn how we use Facebook ads to rapidly and affordably scale up business for roofing companies and generate leads on autopilot, putting you in touch with the right customers who pay the right price at the right time. Here's your host, Adam Sand. Now let's get after it. By the way, today's episode is one of the points in one of the keynotes that I will be discussing on stage at Roof Conference, which is Dmitry Lipinski's the uh, Roofing Insights guy, the YouTube guy. You've probably seen him. You've probably heard of him. His conference that he started up, we actually discussed this against the garage door of his shop a few months ago, and it's been very exciting to get this thing off the ground. He has done a ton of work to make it amazing, and you will regret not going. So it's uh, the best conference that's up and coming for residential re-roofers. Mainly, the, the primary thing is not storm chasers. Guys who want to build real local companies that survive the ages with or without the storm, you got to make it. This is just one bit of it. Call this me rehearsing for my stage, right, for the speech. So enjoy this episode, but I highly suggest going to roofconference.com and registering for the conference and showing up and being a part of it. All right, so what I want to do is I want to talk to you a bit about SEO. If you don't know what that is, it's search engine optimization. I'm going to give you a crash course on exactly what it is so you understand what you're paying for. If you guys hear a dog in the background, that's Mr. Thanos. He's been super mouthy lately, so he's been told to be good and to lay down, but his tail's wagging, so he might interrupt. Anyways, crash course in SEO. The whole point of SEO is to try and make it so you're more likely to pop up at the top of the list in a search engine. Because what do we know? People don't scroll down very many pages on the, you know, on Google. If they hit page two, they're part of a, one, a group of 1% of people. Most just go to the top result and pick that. So when they're searching for your roofing company, you're paying for some SEO guy to try and get you to you know, work your way up to eventually be on the top page. And I'll tell you, well, we're on page five and soon we'll be on page two and then we'll be on page one. And you're probably never going to be on page one because what shows up first? First half the page is taken up by Google Maps, right? So you're going to plot yourself in a circle there. And that's mostly based on reviews. Then on top of that, you're going to have Home Advisor, you know, Angie's List, all the different uh, yellow pages, Better Business Bureau, ag the aggregator sites that are 
considered to be a directory of roofing companies. They're going to show up next and then maybe you might get a few roofing companies. So what they tell you is you need to blog, right? You need to blog for the longer tail keywords, not roofers Edmonton, but looking for the best type of shingles or what kind of roof to put on a home or are metal roofs worth it? You're supposed to answer these questions, right? And once again, when you Google those, you're going to get Home Depot, you're going to get, you know, maybe again, uh, um, a home advisor or a Craigslist or something like that, you, because those directory sites have all known about the strategy for a decade. And in many cases, their competition, as far as competition for the first page, is sharing them. Roofing, roofing companies are sharing other companies' blog posts, therefore building them up. So what do we know? That Google has to evolve. It can't. You can't just stuff keywords into pages on your website and win your way to the top of the uh, top of the search results that used to be a thing way back in the day i had a tanning salon and we had a white background on the web page and we would have tanning edmonton tanning alberta tanning west edmonton tanning lotion tanning lotion sale all that white letters on a white background stuffed it on every single page and we showed up at the top of the list that today is considered to be black hat or illegal SEO. If you get caught doing that, which happens in seconds now, your page just gets banned, right? There's still companies out there who use it to try and sell Viagra, right? So that there doesn't work anymore. So just writing endless blogs and paying someone to hire someone who speaks English in the Philippines to spend a dollar a day writing blog post after blog post after blog post for every roofing company that's a client of theirs, stuffing those pages full of content that's generic and half the time isn't even right, and then just littering stuff in there. Like, so when you want to get your drip edge installed by a roofer in Edmonton, they think they're stuffing you to the top of the page, you're sold on it, and you think that. And you're told that it just takes consistency and you got to do this over time. And it's, you know, in two years, it's going to be a thing because you're going to put in the work that no other companies, blah, 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 blah. So Google needs a better way to determine who the best possible thing or best possible person or best possible site or best possible piece of information is to put at the top of their page. They have to have a better way of deciding that than simply the number of times roofing says them. There goes the dog. <laughs> well, that was awkward. Um, yeah, where was I? Google needs a better way to determine who shows up at the top of the list. Because let's face it, Google is now God to us. When we have a problem, we don't go to our doctor. We don't go to our priest. We don't go to a counselor. We don't go to an engineer. We go to Google. We don't look up the manufacturer's website for instructions on how to do something. We look it up on YouTube, right? So Google is now the answer to all life's prayers. You don't get to be like that because you just show whoever stuffs the most keywords into their website. Um, you don't give, declare that a winner. That's not the recipe to run a search engine that becomes like God, okay? They have better ways of determining that these days. One of them is time on site. The amount of time that people spend on your website, which kind of aggregates into clicks and how many times they move around the page. So the user experience of your website, huge determiner of who shows up first. Now, there's not a lot you can do about that. You can't determine, you can create better content, use video, host it yourself, all these kinds of things to try and give, a, you know, to feedback to the user of your website some reason to stay on your page and there's ways to do that but it's typically pretty hard 
Something that's in a lot more of your control, believe it or not, is the number of websites that link back to your website. Look at um, the internet like a giant democracy. Google has the, everybody, everybody has a Google tag manager, a Google analytics tag, some kind of thing on their website that connects them to Google because they want Google to know about their website and they want, and Google will tell you a lot about how your website's being used. So everybody has that kind of thing plugged in to their page, right? At the same time, um, Google is now monitoring every website and what those websites have on their page, how much time people are spending there, what they're doing, where they're clicking, but also what other websites those are connected to, right? And so they give you something called domain authority, and there's a bunch of things that tie into this. But one of the best ways to increase your domain's authority is to have other respected domains linking back to you. So it doesn't mean that you need to have like CNN.com or a government website. Those would probably be the gold standard of a backlink. If all of a sudden CNN featured you in your roofing company and linked back to you, that would jam you to the top of Google like that. So someone figure out how to get that done systemically and you have yourself a hell of a roofer service. But um, most likely you're not going to get the government or that to link back to you. This is what a lot of big aggregate sites say is they want to, they want to, you know, you get a backlink on their page, but if everybody gets it, then nobody gets it. That's the way the voting system works. So if, if BBB votes for every roofing company in your market, because every single one of you is on BBB, well then guess what? The backlink from BBB doesn't mean anything because everybody got the same vote, right? So then they look for what are the unique backlinks, right? So this would be another respected site, say roofinginsights.com. If it links back to your page, if a lot of roofers and a lot of roofing customers and a lot of people shopping for home renovations, if they go to homedepot.com or roofinginsights.com or gaff.com or anything like that, that is that doesn't vote for every single roofing company, well then that gives you more domain authority because that is a vote from a trusted source who chose you exclusively or at least selectively. So this is something called backlinks. And this is what today's episode is about. How do you get more backlinks in a system that you can repeat over and over and over like shingling and get wicked results? Now, before you go and Google backlink, just stop. Remember, or maybe not remember. For me, it's remember, but advice. Backlink is kind of like Googling tire. There are so many tools and shiny red balls and misconceptions and apps and services that are designed for rookies like you to, or your marketing guy to jump into and they get totally murdered. So like, don't like, don't, don't go and run into that. You have to understand the, the, that it comes with strategy, right? And you, and, and, and it's like data. And actually it's ironic that we talk about it being data, but it's like data. You have to know, you have to know the context of the information, understanding that you need a lot of backlinks and how to use certain tools that tell you what other sites are backlinking to who and what keywords are important. Like that's all great. But if you don't understand the strategy and the process to putting it kind of into a, 
almost into a, a machine-like process where you can just do it over and over and over again. It's great. Now, remember, I hate doing this for customers. It works like a son of a beeb. But, I mean, it's like grabbing a backpack and just marching up the mountain, which is nowhere near as fun because you don't get the view. So, I mean, you, the business owner, gets the view. I did this. I did this with, like, seven seven blog posts. We were able to get, like, we were able to get, like, uh, what was it, like, 410 backlinks and then, like, 25,000 visitors off of this from something like 37 different domain names like it was it was awesome it got our post got over 26,000 likes as a result like yeah it works and, it, and it's great you get the view when you're doing it for your company but to do this for someone else is exhausting um but it works at the end of the day we do like we do great things not because they're easy but because they're hard i mean that's kennedy right but i mean this one works. We, you, you just got to either understand the context, you got to be motivated, and no agency is going to want to do this. And they're not because they're usually selling SEO like they would sell extra sauce. You know what I mean? It's a 25 cent add on when to do SEO properly, it takes a skilled person who has a passionate or at least a vested interest in doing it and doing it consistently. It takes a bit of work and it's not this is not going to be included in your agency's SEO thing because it's a pain in the ass. So just know that that it's very dangerous murky waters that you're walking into to try and do it yourself without really a roofing related strategy and understanding what roofing website backlinking worlds look like because it's not the same as the rest of the internet marketing world that's selling dog toys and info products and online courses and courses and you know conferences and you know, weight loss and random e-commerce products. This is a totally different ballgame. So it's really important to understand the strategy. That's why I really want to put this like huge cautionary red button in here. All right. So what is this traffic hack? Well, I'm going to break it down for you step by step on how to do it. You can replicate the exact same results that I had and you can do it for cheaper than I did. But uh, and within a two year period, the results we've achieved with these infographics is incredible. But the first step and what I want you to do is I want you to think of what your keywords that would be popular right now. Obvious ones are going to be like roof, shingle, roofer, roofing. Right. But you can also think about waterproof, leak, um, all the all the different shingle brands, stuff like that, Um, you know, different components of roofs. Right. The accessory components roof like soffit, fascia, gutters, brand names of all these products, etc. You want to get those all together. Right. And then I want you to kind of write it on a list and then you're going to go to a website and it's Uber suggest. Very simple website and it's free. Okay. And when you punch in the keywords that you talk about, you're going to go on the left hand side, there's a menu and it's called content ideas, right? And it's going to give you show you all the blog posts that have social shares, search traffic and backlinks. So that means that if it says 13 backlinks, that means 13 other websites linked back to this piece of content, right? And so I want you to find all the ones who have good numbers of backlinks. Look at now you want to open up any one of those posts. Look for ones that are data driven, ones that have 
numbers and you know not a lot of pictures or they're really long or it's like four different topics and roofing is just one of them right but you want something that's data driven go look at those pages right because you're going to have a look at that blog post it has a ton of backlinks because it's got a lot of information nobody wanted to regurgitate that information so they just shared it right or they just backlinked to it that's data driven right and now there's a problem with data and that's that it's hard to consume and comprehend it takes a lot of work this is where you're going to do the work to then get the benefit right so your next step and you can do this by going to canva or infogram those are you know really cheap or free graphic design programs to make your own infographics or you can go to fiverr99designs or you can get a membership through design pickle i don't have any association with any of these websites so i don't give a damn which one you pick and i'm not an affiliate i don't make any money from this but um, you can go to any one of those pages and I want you to create an infographic with that data. So you take the data, all that complex information, and you make it visual and, e- and it's, so it's easy to understand. And that format is something that people can skim, get the information, and ultimately make a decision, right? Now, make sure you cite the original source. This is not about stealing content. You want to tell people where you got the data from, give credit, mention the original source, and link out to them. You can't just take all their content and... You know, what I want you to do is then sprinkle any tidbits of value added information for that, you know, are specific to your local market, right? You want, you want to skim that into the, into the content, right? And uh, kind of sprinkle that in, but that way you have it visually within the data that they provided that doesn't maybe, you know, custom tailored to your local area, your local market. So pause there. Why does this work, right? What is, what is the magic behind this? Well, typically when you do this, people are going to want to share this because, I mean, who wants to consume all that data and read text when they can see everything in a beautiful, easy-to-understand image, right? They'll want to link to your piece of content more than they would want to link to that original piece of content because it's more valuable than text-based content. Typing is free. Graphic design costs money you're essentially just buying and reselling a commodity, which is graphic design, at a price that's more valuable because consumers want better data and better content than what is currently out there. But you can see what is kind of the best based on backlinking right now and look for the flaws in their content and improve it. The next step is about making it so that more people will be likely to share it. Most importantly, the first people who backlinked to the original topic or the original post, your data-driven post, because they already shared that once. They'd be likely to need to share that information again on their blog. And there's a bunch of cool tricks that you can do to make this more like a process, a system, something that's repeatable, a recipe that you can consistently do over time to generate the results. So you probably need to know something about making infographics. Some good fundamentals are, first of all, only have five or six points at most. Don't have less than that. Five or six seems to be the magic number. If you elaborate too much on three points, unless it's really complex, it's boring. Um, And if you go to like 20 points, 20 data points can be really tough and it becomes like reading a blog post. You can't put a book into a simple infographic. It's pretty tough. So five or six points is important. Also, avoid industry jargon. Right? I always say take your infographic, show it to your 14-year-old cousin. Right? 
She's only interested in the band One Direction and making TikTok videos. If you can help her understand the power of drip edge or why a metal roof is more energy efficient, that's a winning infographic. You want to make sure that this content is good. It doesn't have to be masterful or incredibly creative. It just has to be easier to consume and visually appealing enough that it's better than text. That's how low the bar is. Because remember, 13 or 1300 or 13,000 people backlinked or shared this original piece of content. Those people want to have a better content and the bar is low. It's they were text was good enough. You just have to be better than text. It doesn't have to be this beautiful creative thing that some people want to go with. So by now you should have your infographic done and you already know the list of people that linked back to that original piece of content. You can print it off with your computer, write it down, um, but you should always keep that list, right? If you lost it, go back to Ubersuggest, go back to typing in the keywords, and then when you look in there, you're gonna see that little drop-down menu, and it's gonna show you the number of backlinks and what those links are. So when you, so for example, I looked up one, I looked up metal roofing, and I found one that was, it was said the, uh, the environmental benefits of a metal roof, right? And that correlated back to um, 13 other websites that that shared or embedded that content in their page. Um, yeah, these 13 people. And you go back to those original websites. You go to those people and you say, hey, I noticed that you, you know, shared um, or linked out to, you know, X website or Y blog or whatever. And I want you to let you know that I actually created an infographic with all that data. You can go here and embed that infographic into your blog post so that way people can understand the data and that blog and the message easier. And if, you've, if you use it, feel free to link back to my site. Thanks, John, right? That's literally the message that you can see. And you'll find a lot of people are like, yeah, I already linked to that original piece of content. That was so that I could, you know, use more traffic. Remember, they're still working with the old school SEO mindset a lot of the time. They're still thinking, you know, more keywords, more content, but they also want people to spend time on their site. So if they can embed your content into their site and make it so their visitors have a better experience and get the answers to the questions they're looking at, they're going to be in their heads. They're going to be doing a lot better with their approach of helping their users. So they're going to be like, yeah, I already linked to that original. Why wouldn't I link back to this beautiful infographic embedded into my website? That way I can get more traffic and take care of my regulars or my followers or whoever I can, I can get that traffic to be better. That's the first step, but there's a couple cool little tricks that you can do to make this even more effective. And I'm going to show you that in the next step, but I just want to take a quick break and let you guys consume this information. I'm going to elaborate on it more in a second. So I wanted to walk you through exactly how my brain processes this when I'm doing it for a client or my own website or however I'm doing it is you know, I want to kind of take you through it. So I did Uber suggest, I looked up metal roof. I found one that had 13 backlinks. So I looked at the piece of content. The original piece of content is, you know, a, is just something by triple pundit. It talks about the rise of metal roofing, it's energy. You know, I, I look through here, I see energy efficiency, 20, 45% drop in their original real reflectivity with like coatings, but 95% of its reflexivity was kept with painted metal. 
I see more things here, energy star requirement, 60%. These are 75%, definitely better than the five to 25% of asphalt roof. Again, data-driven, data-driven longevity, talking about uh, you know, considerably longer than the 12 to 23 year service life of asphalt shingles. Metal roof can last 60 years. Again, data, there's info there. Night recyclability, I look at this, talks about Florida Department of Environmental Protection, something about, they say it's the most eco-friendly. So to me, I would wanna put a badge on the infographic showing that they say it's one of the best, right? And, you know, talking about how, you know, most metal roofs are made of 40% recycled steel. So they're almost 100% recyclable, better for the environment, right? Public interest, talking about green homes, talking about um, homeguides.com reports, talking about National Association of Home Builders. There's a bunch of stats in here. So I look at that and I go, okay, that's the original piece of content. So then I go and I make an infographic and I talk and I put all those numbers, all this text, I put this all into five points. We talk about, you know, so first point is going to be energy efficiency. I'm going to have a couple little data points, the drop in initial reflectivity. We're going to talk about the 20 to 50 to 60 degrees cooler, right? And if I was doing it for my roofing company in Canada, I'd sprinkle in some local stuff such as if there was any Canadian data I could get on metal roofs, I would maybe go look for that and add it in. Or I would talk about some context for people saying, you know, how in Alberta, you know, we have seven months of basically winter, what everybody else would consider winter in the world. We, you know, then we have our spring and our fall, which is relatively brief, and our summer, which is extremely short. So Canadians hate paying for air conditioning because of the fact that you know, we're only going to use it maybe 18 days or 22 days a year. But for those 22 days, it's agony because we're so used to cold weather that even a little bit of heat, like a little bit of a heat wave can totally just destroy you. You can't sleep, you can't focus. So I would talk about how this energy efficiency makes the house cooler, which means that it's that much less likely the air conditioning is, air conditioner is going to turn on because people hate paying for that air conditioning bill, right? So I'd sprinkle in something local. Then we talk about longevity and talk about home ownership and how you want to keep your home lasting longer, right? Recyclability, talk about how Canada is a very green country and how they tax things that, are on, that aren't energy efficient and how eventually Canadian homes are going to be, you know, they're going to get a tax credit if they have a permanent roofing material, stuff like that. I'll maybe sprinkle that in, but that would be my, my, my final point, you know, and I, I, that's what I'd kind of put together. So that becomes my infographic, right? Then I go back to, to Uber Suggest and I click on the little drop down. It shows me four, yeah, 14 links that are back to it. And I start looking at it. You've got AtlanticRoofingCompany.com. You've got Gulf to Bay Construction. So you've got some actual roofing and construction companies that wrote their own blog posts, right? So when you go and click on one of these things, you'll notice that it's all text and it's all just keyword stuffed, basic SEO, you know, rookie blog stuff that some agencies stuffing in there just to put a get quote button somewhere. Uh, but they link back as like when they're linking back to this original post, they're linking back as like social proof. They're saying, you know, this is why you should buy a metal roof from Atlantic roofing companies because of increased energy efficiency. Here's the proof. And they link back to this original post. So when you go to Atlantic roofing company, you say, Hey, I just made this infographic on infogram.com or whatever. You don't have to tell them. But when you say, hey, I just made this infographic and it talks about how, you know, you obviously want to sell more metal roofs. Here's an infographic about that same topic. You can go to my link, click here, hit embed and put it on your blog like that. Well, then people are all of a sudden way more likely to do that because this original blog post of his has no comments, no shares, nothing, you know, no social buttons on here that indicate that this is getting any kind of attention. This is literally just an SEO keyword stuffed blog post 
that does absolutely nothing that some agency is probably stuffed there. So when you show Atlantic Roofing Company the ability to use this free infographic to help help close the same exact point that they're trying to close in this blog post, well, they're more likely going to do that. I look at another one, same thing. It's a this, um, what is it? The Gulf to Bay Home Development Construction. Super long, boring, boring blog post talking about asphalt shingles versus um, metal roof. And you could create five more infographics just based on this guy's thing, right? And you could kind of, this whole thing can get away from you real quick. But this is how my brain processes it. So I go to Atlantic Roofing, all, you know, this, this bub, Gulf to Bay and, and all these other sites that are backlinking to this original post and I get them to backlink to mine. Now, finally, we need to cover how do we do that? How do we make that easy? And, there's, and the nice thing is there's some free and really easy to use tools to make this super, super simple. By the way, just as I was about to close this page, I actually saw that Mr. Money Mustache was linking to this as a way of talking about prudent financial spending and looking for permanent um, roofing coverings and other permanent kind of things for your home, you know, focusing on buying products that are durable and efficient, recyclable and long lasting. He was linking back to this. Now, he's a widely respected financial blogger. If you get a, if you get your content embedded or backlinked on his post, that's a really good vote for your page. Not a lot of roofing companies' websites are going to get a vote from a financial blog with tens of thousands of regular blog visitors. That's a wicked, wicked backlink right there, and nobody's taking advantage of it. Now, most of you are going to have a website with using WordPress as a framework to post it on, right? Now, you can do this with... A simple free plugin called WP Embed Code Generator, or you can use these tools all over the internet for free. They're not hard, but essentially, you can create a code that other people can copy paste, and they can embed it within their current blog post or a new blog post, so they can use your infographic without doing like save as and then uploading it to their blog and essentially stealing your content. They can just copy paste this code into their blog or they can use the embed button if they use WordPress as well. It's super, super simple, but you have to make sure you do it. So after you post this blog or this infographic to your blog, you know, you want and you can do all your normal old school SEO stuff, write a post below it. We still do that and have your text version below. There's nothing wrong with that. But make sure you have an embed code generator that says, you know, you can, you know, if you want to put this on your website, copy this embed code and it'll put it into their website. This is what you're going to email that code, right? That little, you know, it's going to spit out a bunch of HTML type stuff, right? To use it, just to use layman's terms. You don't have to worry about the technicality of it. But I mean, it's a free tool. It's super simple. You give that code to other people. They pay, they can then paste your infographic into their site, give you credit, gives you back things. Super simple and easy and people do it all the time. Because if Mr. Money Mustache or Atlantic Roofing or whoever wants to offer that same level of increased, improved content to their visitors, they can post it into their original blog as well as add it to a new one. They're going to do that because they are in the business of trying to create content all the time. And why are they going to pay for a graphic designer when you already provided it for them and using that embed code, you get that backlink, right? And this is how we did it. This is how we got that huge list of other websites backlinking to all of our old infographics was by using this exact 
strategy. And now with websites like Infogram and Canva and graphic design subscriber services like Design Pickle, you can save a boatload of money and the, the bar is still set so, so low because most of the content out there about roofing is being written by other roofers agencies who are just doing it for SEO purposes by keyword stuffing. So there is still a huge lack of good content. Meanwhile, a lot of other places such as financial blogs, web uh, um, do it yourself blogs, home renovation websites, you know, all these different kinds of, of, of advice columnists, they're all still backlinking. And if they're popular, they don't have to be serving your customer. You're not looking for a backlink for the purpose of like, oh, maybe somebody on Mr. Money Mustache might also live in Atlanta, right? Or Alberta or Texas or wherever. And then they might want to use me because they saw my infographic on Mr. Money, Mr. Money Mustache's website. That's not the point. You just want the backlink. You want the vote. Because remember what I said originally. Everybody's getting the same vote from Yellow Pages. Everybody's getting the same vote from Better Business Bureau and Home Advisor and Thumbtack and all the other aggregator directory sites that kind of use all of the different roofing companies as a, as a, as a product, right? They're all giving the same equal power vote. So therefore you get no boost, right? But if you get something totally out of your industry, not even related to you, but in their industry, they have a high domain rank and they cite or use your content so they can cite it like where they say, hey, according to this blog, metal roofing is much more energy efficient or they can embed your infographic. In either case, when they do that, the embedding is much better. But when they do that, that backlink, that is what gives you a vote in Google. It says, hey, not only is this roofing company getting a vote from these five directory websites and this manufacturer's certified roofer page, they're also getting an upvote from these nine blogs totally unrelated but they're being used as the information expert. They're being used as the source or the, um, you know how like when you're a kid, you got to do a bibliography with your report and show your sources, right? Well, when you do your bibliography, this is your bibliography, right? People are using you in their bibliography when they're trying to demonstrate their point, whether it be why to buy a metal shingle, why home builders are using metal shingles, why the price of metal is going up because of tariffs. It doesn't matter what they're talking about. If you're, if they're backlinking to you, it's a vote and you want good websites to do it. And this works. This still works. It's just most people are too lazy to do it. And you have to decide if this is something you want to do because it takes time. It takes energy. It takes a little bit of creative energy as well. You know, and, and, you know, it takes work and time and investment in reading blogs and learning the topic and, you know, creating a design brief. It takes a little bit of time. And, you know, since I know a bunch of agencies actually listen to the podcast for tips on how to improve things for their customers, if you're an agency, what you should be doing right now for your own company's SEO, rather than writing yet another top 10 SEO tips thing, what you should do is take my podcast, break down what I did, and then put what I said just now into an infographic, curate the websites, put a little you know, insert screenshots of, of, you know, working this process out, make your own little infographic and then send me an embed code because now you've done the graphic design for me. So then I would post it on my blog to accompany this podcast episode. There's Thanos whining in the background. I would embed that. Another one of my competitors would be wise to actually do this 
and then create a calendar for the actual daily actions that they do and how long it takes so they could create an ebook on how to do SEO for roofing companies and sell it with a free social media calendar upgrade offer that includes the daily actions and map it out so you can say it can be done in less than 2.8 hours a day because I don't measure how long it takes to do it. I just know it takes a crap load of work because I've done it. And so it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort, but it works and you have to have somebody willing to do it. But that is how my competition could benefit from this podcast episode. So if you notice that there are home renovation TV shows or or anything like that, you can also downgrade heavy investment content such as audio or video, which requires full attention or almost partial attention and for a long period of time. And you can make summary infographics as well, where you take a five minute video and turn it into an infographic that can be consumed in 30 seconds, where you don't get all the explanations and the visual dive deep, but you do get the end point, the end results, the data, you get the contextual data from it to make a decision because everybody's using the internet and using Google to make a decision. And that's the whole point of what you're trying to do here is when you do this, now that other people have backlinked to you, when people Google metal roofing, you're going to be, they're going to say, holy crap, is this customer in Minneapolis ever lucky? This roofing company has a metal roofing infographic blog post that has 17 backlinks, including one from Mr. Money's Mr. Money Mustache. They might not recommend your blog post to someone in Canada, but it, it very well might after you've got, because you might have the best, most backlinked metal roof uh, blog post that there is, right? Um, certainly among roofing company websites, because almost nobody does this because it's a crap load of work, right? And so... When you perform this action, Google's going to say, holy crap, this person's so lucky that they happen to live in Minneapolis and the most highly upvoted by backlinks website on the internet for metal roofing information is this one. And so then all of a sudden you dominate your local market. Boom, drop the mic. Right, so if that concludes another episode, and if this is the kind of information that you are looking for, the strategies that are going to work in 2020, the stuff that it's either no one knows about or the stuff no one's willing to do, if you want to know how to direct your agency to get you better performance out of your website and your marketing efforts, these are this was just one of several points that I'm going to be discussing on stage in my keynote presentation at Roof Conference here in uh, December 12th and 13th. You want to make sure you get there because this will be more laid out in detail as well as I'll have many more points just like this, but I'll also be open to doing some Q&A with everybody to just discuss what parts of this they didn't understand because the parts that they don't understand become my future content. So I would love your questions. And if you're listening to this on the Anchor app, you can actually ask me questions just by hitting voice memo right now in your app. You can ask me a question. I answer every single one either live here on the podcast or I answer them directly. This is my favorite way to communicate with my fans. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.